listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome everybody to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. That's right. Coming at you from our in-home studio. New, brand new digs. <laughs> Looks nothing of the sort <laughs> three, at the moment. Three years, and it's <laughs> taken us to, to get our own spot to record. There's probably a lovely echo that you can probably hear in, in here sure. right now, maybe. Well, once we hang up that rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him <laughs> picture, that'll really help. I've got a wonderful live, laugh, love sign made of like foam, acoustic foam that we're going to put up in here. I love Tara let us hang uh, moving blankets on the wall and stuff in here. Yeah. You think so? I do have some. Uh, remember that time I tried to build that little box yeah. to encase the mic? Yes. I've still got some foam left over for that. So okay. what I was thinking I was going to do is uh, get some cardboard and like glue it on there. And hang them up just as like acoustical tiles yeah. in here. Okay. So that works. It'll happen at some point. It'll help. So it, it can't sound any worse than the tile floor church <laughs> yes. classroom we used for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Bear with us. A lot yeah. of changes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Now that Tiny's moved in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, it's very easy to do the podcast. I it just is. walk across the street and Tiny doesn't have to drive like 20 or 30 minutes to get here from over where he used to live. So life's a lot easier now. Over in the hood. That's how long that's yeah. how long a ride it was from the hood. Yes. Uh, I want to clear something up at the beginning of the show because my boss came in my office and was like, I heard you're donating $20 <laughs> uh, to SDI Ministries for every purchase made at Spiller, <laughs> right? I want to clarify that that was just for every purchase Tiny made at Spiller Furniture, <laughs> gotcha. okay? Before people run rampant with that, <laughs> okay? Now, if you would like to give SDI Allen $20, yeah. you can. right. Yes, you can look them up there online. You can donate. We encourage everyone to donate. I believe it's org. I think you're right. Quick Google search. Let me verify that. I don't want to send people to the wrong place. Let's just give out Jeff's personal information so everybody calls <laughs> yes. him. SDAllen.org. SDAllen.org. Yes. So check them out. Help them out. I will be helping him out anytime Tiny buys a piece of furniture from Spiller. <laughs> and not from SD Allen, by the way. <laughs> I still need a mattress. <laughs> Come on. We got them. How was your week? It was great. I had a really good week. Nothing real eventful happened. Today's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, John. <laughs> We're spending it together. <laughs> Just two star-crossed lovers <laughs> sitting alone in a room together, staring at each other. So romantical. <laughs> That's right. Do you have plans for Valentine's? Anything? Y'all do anything special? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I actually either. have to go into work tonight. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, we're not doing anything either. I didn't even get Deidre anything, so... Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes in my house. Like I said last night in the Discord, uh, when you're married to me, every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, uh, but happy you get Valentine's. flowers and candy every day. Just every day. Yeah. I tell you, much. I was going to buy Tara some roses, but uh, the last time I bought her some, and she was very appreciative. Yeah. But she just kind of made the comment, you know, that's a lot of money to spend on something that lives about a week. Sure. And then you toss it out. Yeah. So. No, I agree. Uh, I so I, I was, I went, I decided to be frugal this year okay. and I, I guess not get anything. <laughs> sure. <That's laughs> but she didn't get me anything. So we're good. Yeah. Now Deidre didn't give me anything either. In fact, about middle of last week, I was like, 
Let's, let's just double check. You doing any, anything for me for Valentine's? <laughs> she was like, no. I was like, good, because I'm not doing anything for you either. <laughs> like, I just want one of us to be getting something and the other one not. So. Right. But happy Valentine's Day to all our listeners. Got a big ice storm coming here to the south. So mm-hmm. to all our listeners worldwide, enjoy all the videos of tr- Southerners trying to drive on icy roads, too. Which I want to try to go to work tomorrow. I don't plan on taking the day off. Yeah, I'm going to work tonight. So yeah. I guess I'm going to be coming home. What if you tomorrow? just get stuck and you have to build tires for like three straight days because nobody else can make it in? Uh, I'm, I am either going to come home or die in a car wreck crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stay at work. Okay. Take the minivan. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You get more insurance money out of it if you wreck it. Total it. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, sure. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's probably worth more than your truck, I would think. It might be at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, odd news is what we're here to talk about. Yes. You got any weird stories? I got some great stories. Got a guy who lost his chicken. Okay. Uh, and was reunited with him later on. Hmm. I got that. I got a uh, guy who was arrested for trying to rob a Taco Bell. And then I have basically the same thing everyone's uncle's been saying on Facebook about the COVID vaccine story. (laughs) So those are my three. What you got? Well, I'm going to talk about a guy who turned his uncle into a guitar. Okay. Uh, We're going to talk about a man who destroyed a toilet. (laughs) I didn't know an article was written about that. Okay. I'm going to start with this one. This one comes from the Detroit Free Press. Warren police search for a man who pooped in unlocked cars at auto shops. So this isn't the destroyed toilet story? (laughs) No, this is a completely different story. (laughs) Takes place in Detroit. Okay. Employees at two different Warren auto shops were shocked when they realized that a random man has been pooping in cars that belong to their customers. Okay. Warren told police Fox 2 Detroit, They're on the lookout for a man who pooped in these cars at Mr. Friendly Auto Service and Twins Tire Service. The man first struck at Mr. Friendly Auto Service in November, which is located at 23677 Van Dyke Avenue. Sure, everybody knows where that's at. (laughs) The manager, Chris Phillips, told Fox 2 after they realized someone used their customer's car as a bathroom, he checked the security cameras. According to Fox 2, the security footage showed the man grabbing sanitary napkins, opening a customer's van, and then pooping inside it. The man came back again in January, but he kept his pants on at the time. Okay. The second incident happened February 3rd at Twins Tire Service, located at 20911 Van Dyke Avenue. An employee at Twins Tire Service said they were fixing a van with electrical problems so the vehicle wouldn't lock properly. Uh (laughs) Yeah, the employee said that although it was unsettling, the poop froze due to the cold temperatures and he was able to shovel it out of the car, which was a slightly easier cleanup. Yeah, that was you. (laughs) Thank the Lord for cold weather. (laughs) After this, the auto shop deep cleaned the car for the customer free of charge. Sure. Good on them. Yeah. Uh, Twins Tire Service also caught the man's license plate on its security footage. Warren police are still investigating the incidents. Back in October, a similar incident happened in Van Buren Township. A man went into a local mire, pooped in an empty box, and then left it on a shelf. So, 
I don't know what the deal is going on in Detroit, but I would like to say that this man right here is the reason the death penalty should not be abolished. <laughs> well, just talk about a Motor City bad man. You know? <laughs> know. Could be Ted Nugent doing Ted it all. Nugent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could, could. I wouldn't put it be past Ted Nugent. He had not been the same since Joe Biden won the election. That's right. And having trouble coping. <laughs> I mean, when you got to go, you got to go. Let's all admit that. But. Yeah, but- I tell you what, if somebody poops in my car, I was thinking it's going to better. Get, I better not find out who it was. It's going to get cold tonight, Tiny. So leave your doors unlocked, and we'll do an experiment. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on your ring doorbell camera with my butt hanging out the side of your van. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I would think if you were the body shop or whatever, you would lock the doors of the vehicles that you're taking care of. For that reason. Well, yeah, I mean, you should always lock your car for any reason. Yeah. But I do for this reason here. <laughs> if I take my car to the mechanic, though, I assume when it's out there waiting to get mm-hmm. worked on or picked up that my doors are locked. Well, that one, that second incident, they said that the, it was actually having electrical problems. That's why it was there and it yeah. wouldn't lock. Oh, okay. So well, it you was, could manually lock it, right? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I would manually make sure. <laughs> You, I bet you they do now. They ain't leaving no doors in line. You don't want to clean that up more than once. No. I wouldn't. I, I don't know. But this guy deserves to be tarred and feathered for sure <laughs> yes. when he's caught. I think we need to bring that back. Do you think he has something against minivans? Uh, maybe or do so. you think that just provides a lot of, uh, what am I trying to say, privacy for him? Yeah. That, privacy? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a lot more comfortable than mm-hmm. finding a park in Detroit and doing it in, yeah. I guess. Or like in uh, L.A., just the streets. Yeah, the streets, yeah. If you're in San Francisco or wherever. Uh, like here in Alabama, like you walk 10 minutes in any direction, there's a wooded spot you can mm-hmm. you can go in if you need to. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not that much of a need, unless you just get your rocks off on pooping in cars. I don't know. Or vans specifically. Yeah, or vans specifically. I don't know. Huh. Well, you're a van owner now, so just be <laughs> I aware. I need to look out for this kind of stuff. <laughs> just yeah. be aware. I mean, Tara goes to put the kids in. and oh, Somehow it would be my fault. <laughs> and I would never hear the end of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, especially if you got the seats folded down. There's oh, plenty of rooms no. in there. Oh, <laughs> no. Plenty of room in there to get crazy with it. There's even a DVD player, so you could watch yeah. Toy Story 4. <laughs> oh, y'all got the DVD player option? We do. We didn't have a DVD player in our van. Oh, man. I was like, I will never own a vehicle with a DVD player in it. I was like, my kids can look out the window like I did. And our first trip to the beach, I was like, Deidre, we should have bought the one with a DVD player in it. <laughs> uh, this is killing me. Uh well, this maybe this is a connected story. This is out of Ohio okay. to the to the pooper story. A man is arrested after attempting to rob exactly three tacos from an Akron Taco Bell. Exactly three. Exactly three. Uno dos tres. Akron, Ohio, home of LeBron James. A 36-year-old man was arrested in Akron on Friday night after he attempted to rob a Taco Bell of exactly three tacos, according <laughs> to the police department. Around 9.20 p.m., officers responded to the Taco Bell on East Exchange Street for a parking complaint. 
While officers were on the scene and waiting for vehicles to be moved, an employee walked out and told police that an attempted robbery had just occurred inside. That's bold with police in the parking lot. <laughs> that is. <laughs> uh, the employee told police that a man had entered the restaurant, walked up front to walked up to the front counter and demanded three tacos. The man told employees he had a gun and would shoot them as he reached into his coat, said the police. Police said the man left without any tacos. He did so didn't he, he the didn't ta- get his tacos. The Taco Bell workers aren't afraid. You've seen <laughs> if you're working the night shift at Taco Bell, you've seen some stuff. You right. know? I mean, it's just that that ain't nothing. <laughs> uh officers searched the area and found the man outside of the back of the restaurant and detained him. And police did not find a gun in their search, and the man was arrested and charged with robbery. Man. So three tacos is all he wanted. How bad do you have to be to rob the Taco Bell too? I mean, those tacos are a dollar. Well, that's what I was thinking. You got to think tacos call or Taco Bell's cost was like fifty bucks. You could or fifty cents. You could yes. give him three, and you're only out a buck fifty. <laughs> you know, just let him yes. have three and go on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, maybe two was too too little, and mm-hmm. four was too many. Three was the right number for what he needed, and Man. he he demanded three tacos. Maybe wow. he knew if he ate four. He'd have to find an unlocked van somewhere to do his business later. I mean, if I'm a if I'm in Taco Bell and I'm going to rob it, why three tacos? I'm getting a, I'm getting a Baja Blast. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Get one of those slushies back there. Um, some cinnamon twist, Crunch Wrap Supreme. Of course, yes. yeah. You're going all out if you're going to rob a Taco <laughs> Bell. Yeah. I mean. I'd, Give me one of everything. Like if, if that man would have paid full price for those tacos, he would have been out three bucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he chose to no. claim he had a gun <laughs> yeah. and steal it. I, don't I get think it. if you claim you have a gun, even if you don't, it's still considered armed robbery, correct? I'm not sure. It probably varies by state if I had to guess. Yeah. It probably is in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. Uh, also, I think there's like different levels of robbery depending on what you're robbing. So, mm-hmm. like the amount that you're robbing. Right. So he's like going to go to jail for three dollars. It's probably a misdemeanor, I would think. Hopefully, or like whatever the lowest class felony it is. But I'm guessing you could probably get the cinnamon twist, the sure Doritos Locos tacos. You could get everything. all that stuff, everything on the menu for like and, forty bucks. And remember, you're at Taco Bell's. So you're still probably at that misdemeanor level. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Taco Bell is amazing when you're in college because you can eat for a, a good. I mean, you could fill up a whole day for like four dollars. Yeah, and that's awesome. You can get full. Yeah, and I am going to put a bullet in that dog's head <laughs> if it don't shut up. <laughs> Just like to say, my dog always quiet on recording. <laughs> He barks like crazy when you get there, but he's always quiet when we record. Uh, so yeah. Let that be a lesson to you, kids. Don't rob a Taco Bell for three tacos. If you're going to rob a Taco Bell, go all out. Go all out. Go all out. Get a Baja Blast for everybody in the crew. Yeah, get the Pepsi Freeze. Yeah. And if I'm correct, Taco Bell's the only place you can buy Baja Blast, correct? I think it's the only place in North America. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think, no, I think you can get them outside the States. Okay. Here, it's, it's Taco Bell. Exclusive. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I mean, I haven't had a Baja Blast in a while. so I'm kind of wanting one right now. <laughs> My mouth's watering. <laughs> We're getting a Taco Bell just That's across right. the street. That's the type of, so people know our rich neighborhood. <laughs> They're building a Taco Bell right across the street from why, us. Why is it not open now? I don't know. <laughs> like, why do we, 
Why do we have to wait? Why is it not open right now? I have no idea. Well, I mean, number one, they have to build it. <laughs> that <laughs> takes a little bit of time. I thought it was going into one of those places in that shopping center. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a oh. standalone Taco Bell. A nice one. Yeah, a real a <laughs> show up one. going to be like the Bell Mead Taco, yes. the Taco Bell Mead. <laughs> it's going to have like, you know, a stone facade and everything yes. on it. Uh, it's, now, do you think it'll have one of those fancy... Coke machines where you go in there and you can like pick whatever you want, okay, whatever flavor you want. Those Coke machines are the worst, by the way. Yeah, except for that, they're the best. No, they are a hundred percent the worst. <laughs> Nothing you ever get tastes right like it's supposed to taste. And I don't care if you can get a lemon, peach, mellow yellow, high sea, sun kissed, <laughs> whatever. None of it tastes right. And everybody's just touching that screen with their hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a shoes inside guy, <laughs> most people who take their shoes off and they get home won't think nothing about touching a screen. Eight million people have touched before them and then picking up their straw and sitting it right in the top of their drink like it ain't nothing. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I love those machines. I hate them. I hate feel like them. I'm sorry you've had such a terrible experience with them. They don't taste right. But strawberry cherry Dr. Pepper tastes <laughs> wonderful out of that little machine, okay? It just doesn't taste right. I feel right. like I'm drinking the future <laughs> when, I, when I use one of those. It's not World of Coke good. You okay, know? granted. Yeah. But the World of Coke is a good, what, four hours away? Sure, right. <laughs> and they have a uh, cherry barks root beer over there that yeah. is amazing. I I've researched it online and to buy cases of it and get it shipped to me, mm-hmm. and it, I just can't pull the trigger on it. I'm it's like, like too much. Well, I'm like that is a like that's when you know you take soda drinking too seriously is when you're ordering it online from another state because they don't sell it around <laughs> you. I mean, that's a bridge I can't cross right now. There's a uh, drink that's made in Lexington, Kentucky, called a late one. L eight one. Oh yeah. Yes, it's, it's you can you can only get it in Lexington. Yeah, but it was a it was a good. We yeah. used to get it. Okay, it was good. It's like uh, what's the other one from up there? You you see it here every once in a while, Cheerwine or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Cheerwine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Possibly worst name for a soda ever. <laughs> right. The first time I bought, it, I was disappointed after I drank twelve of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am not getting a buzz at all. I, I was wanting to drink it out of that little paper bag right. outside the quick stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what Baptists do for fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what we have at communion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We have. We'll we, post a picture of it on Facebook to be super edgy. That's right. <laughs> Drinking cheer wine. We have cheer wine and uh, peanut butter crackers for our communion in the Baptist <laughs> church. But I was going to say, back to the Taco Bell moving in across the street. Mm-hmm. We aren't at the level out here yet to have, like we did in Fed, a Walmart with a Taco Bell inside of it. <laughs> right. Uh, but I hope we get there one day. I feel like this big field over here will be a Walmart or something one day. It'll be something, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I yeah, thought about definitely. that, too. Because yeah. the other day I was driving by, and I, you just there's that big open field and that little bit of woods, yeah. and the sun sets like right behind it, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember thinking, I should enjoy this now, yeah, it's because gonna, it's not going to be there forever. It's going to be a Walmart. <laughs> yes. About the time it gets built, we'll be I'll be ready to move out of this neighborhood and move <laughs> into a nicer neighborhood. So yeah. <laughs> that's been our plan. <laughs> when they start breaking uh, the ground over there, that's when we'll stick a for sale sign in our yard. And then I'll be like, where are we going, John? <laughs> 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 All right, next story here. This is this story is actually uh, not as current as I would normally like to stay in this show, but I just want I'm, I'm going to read this story, John, 
And I want you to tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay. okay. Just the writing style. All right. This comes from TC Palm. The headline here is, Man Destroys Toilet in Bathroom Brouhaha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this was happened in Martin County. A man accused of destroying a toilet at the Coconut Bar was given a notice to appear in court in connection with the alleged commode carnage record show. <laughs> the case of the purported potty pulverizer began around 1.49 a.m. on January 19th as Martin County Sheriff's Deputy went to the Coconut at the 4700 block of Southeast Dixie Highway. Emergency officials were called, quote, because a customer was breaking the toilet, a report stated. That happens. The customer later was identified as a 25-year-old Newport Ritchie man whose occupation is listed as plumbing. He had been playing in a billiards tournament but got cut off from alcohol, the bartender told investigators. After being cut off, he left the coconut but returned during last call and tried to buy a beer. An alcoholic beverage involving the brewing and fermentation of cereals, typically malted barley and flavored by means of hops. In case you didn't know what a beer was. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) The man was asked to leave, but refused. He said he wanted to use the restroom first. An unidentified person followed him to the restroom to ensure that he used it and then left immediately. But the man was accused of getting upset and removing the toilet lid, and then beating the toilet with said lid. Hmm. Typically installed in bathrooms, a toilet is a receptacle into which a person defecates (laughs) and or urinates. (laughs) It consists of a large bowl affixed to apparatus designed to flush away the urine or the fecal matter into a septic tank or sewer system. In case you know (laughs) what a toilet is. There's one guy in Detroit who doesn't for sure. The toilet was destroyed and the man ran out, the report stated. Investigators reported finding the man who denied knowing about the toilet. Deputy says that he eventually fessed up to busting the toilet, referred to colloquially as a porcelain throne. (laughs) (laughs) He was issued a notice to appear in court on a criminal mischief charge. Okay. So what do you think about that? That sound familiar at all? Yeah, uh, that is a uh, that's a wordsmith. Whoever wrote that, <laughs> yes, absolutely. This was written by a guy named Will Greenlee. Oh yeah, and you can follow him on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Off the Beat Tweet. Nice. But this is the same guy who uh, he did our guy fell asleep in a drive-through yeah. story. That's right. <laughs> yes. I wonder if sometimes he does these stories. Is there like a word count he has to As, meet? Yes. They're like, hey, buddy, you got, we need to fill up this much space. Yes. Yeah. You know, they'll lay out a newspaper, like an actual newspaper, and mm-hmm. they give you, all right, you have this many column inches to write, and this is how many words will fill it up. So get after it. <laughs> Which leads to him explaining what a toilet is. Yes, exactly. And explaining how beer's made. Well, you never want to tear up a toilet, right? No. But we've all been there, like high on LSD in an Arby's bathroom, <laughs> having a very bad experience with the manager knocking on the door, threatening to call the cops. We've that, all been there. That's happened to all of us at least once, right? I mean, that's it. And all you wanted to do was talk to them about the Grateful Dead, and they won't listen. So, I mean, it happens to the best of us. That's right. not. That's not. You know, act like it doesn't. So. Prayer sent for this guy right here. <laughs> he got, he was got kicked out of the billiards tournament or whatever. And also, thank you, Will Greenlee, for yeah, absolutely keeping us informed. Maybe we need to get him on the show. <laughs> we need to. <laughs>
He could be our number one source. I could be like, would you like to be on our podcast? A podcast is a show typically <laughs> recorded by independent people and then uploaded via RSS link for everyone to download. Yes. Typically on their mobile device. Well, let me ask you this, Tiny. If I were to tell you I had an article right here that said the COVID vaccine turns people gay, <laughs> yeah. who would you think was posting that? <laughs> I would think I could think of a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to name names. We all went to high school with a guy that's posted something like this, right? <laughs> yes. Well, this is actually from an Iranian Ayatollah. His name is Abbas Tabrizian. Abbas Tabrizian. And he claims the COVID vaccine turns people gay. Now, does he go to church with us? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, our differences aren't so much. <laughs> I was going to say, yes. I mean, honestly, sounds like we could be going to Sunday school <laughs> yes, with this dude. Right. No. I think he would enjoy it. I know, you know, the the fifth Sunday night <clears throat> supper or whatever, we're going to have to keep the pork away. No more jobs or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. But everything else, I think we could get right along, right alongside of him with. Uh, an Iranian cleric calls outrage on Tuesday by falsely claiming, quote unquote, falsely, <laughs> falsely claiming, <laughs> that people who have received the COVID-19 vaccine have become gay okay i want to first say sign me up for two okay (laughs) because gay guys know how to dress way better than i do you know i could use a little help in that area uh ayatollah abbas tabrizian ordered his nearly two hundred and ten thousand followers on social media on the social media platform telegram to say he said don't go near those who have had covid vaccine huh they have become homosexuals. Iran continues to suffer from the spread of coronavirus with a seven-day average of new cases over 7,000 and over 58,000 deaths recorded since the start of the pandemic. And they haven't even won a national championship. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. Or the <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Or the Super Bowl. People went nuts about the Super Bowl. <laughs> People having fun after it, too. This is not the first time he uh, has... Uh, spoken out against Western medicine. He Last year, a video circulated of, of him burning a copy of Harrison's Manual of Medicine, claiming that such books were, were, were irrelevant compared to Islamic mes- medicine. Uh, his comments highlight the hostile environment of Iran's LGBT plus. Now, they left out Q, but I'm going to throw Q in. Plus, because we're more progressive. Sure, absolutely. We we are. (laughs) That they face in Iran, Uh, like other clerics in the regime, also to Blizzard, to Blizzard, relates (laughs) all the shortages and shortcomings to sexuality. The clerics in Iran are suffering from a lack of knowledge and humanity. Shania, Shania. Maybe it's not Shania Twain. It's not Shania Twain. (laughs) Any man of mine. Oh, hey. She did have that song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. That's right, exactly. She got the COVID Look, vaccine. I ain't going to lie. When Shania Twain says, let's go, girls, I get pumped up. <laughs> I always have. Uh, an Iranian dissident told the Israeli media, actually, his goal of spreading nonsense is to try to scare people out of getting vaccinated, she accused. He's also previously advised his followers to drench some cotton in violet oil and apply onto your anus as a way. <laughs> Sounds like this dude's had the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way of protecting the body from COVID-19. Okay. If only we had tried that, Tiny. 
I can't imagine asking Deidre. <laughs> hey, look, Deidre, my arms are a little short. I need some help here. Uh, <laughs> Next time you go to Walmart, could you get some violet oil? Yeah. Now, surprisingly, medical professionals have not backed up his claims. <laughs> right. Just so everybody knows. Uh, homosexuality remains outlawed in Iran is a pun- and is punishable by death. Mm-hmm. So not as bad as the Baptists, I would like. I mean, we're not as bad as them is what I would like to say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, just so everybody knows, COVID-19 vaccine, 100% will turn you gay. We all know that. All right? Yeah. That's why they're pushing it so hard. Of it course. started at first they came with the frogs, <laughs> and right. I didn't protest. No. And then they came for me, and there was no one left. <laughs> I'll eat a neighbor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just be aware for all y'all have gotten it. I've already gotten your vaccine, which I have not yet, but I'm going to. Deidre mm-hmm. signed up to get it sometime in March. Okay. Uh, because they wouldn't let her get it because we just had it so recently. Mm-hmm. She saw antibodies or whatever. Um, so she's going to yeah, get I had, it. And I had heard something. I look forward to what that brings <laughs> to the bedroom. I just want to go on record and say that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had heard something about people who've had it. Like they got to wait a while, but I didn't yeah. know if that was just Facebook speak or if that was for real. Is that well, for real? Well, I, you know, Deidre's a nurse. Yes. And so she's a scientist. <laughs> basically. <laughs> right. Now she said she's tired of people calling her asking how they can get the COVID vi- vaccination. Well, tell her to be dumber. <laughs> tell her to be stupider. And then people wouldn't ask for advice. <laughs> well, like she's like, uh, I'm a radiology oncology nurse. I don't know anything about how they or where they're administering the mm-hmm. vaccines around the county. But people call, you know, because that's their doctor or whatever and want to know how they can get it. So that's she's right. had to figure it out and tell everybody. <laughs> But yes, uh, so they told her, the hospital told her she had to wait, you know. Hmm. Um, so she signed up. My parents will be getting it soon, too. I mean, my, they've been married for 50 years. I hate to see them split up because my dad falls in love with another man after getting it done. <laughs> but, you know, having two Christmases is going to be great. <laughs> finally, finally, I'll get two Christmases. Uh, but yeah, I'll get it. I, I'm not afraid of getting it. I know a lot of people are scared. I mean, just flat out scared. Queen is just. <laughs> say, I'm gonna go take care of this. She's just going crazy out there. Where's my block? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to just talk the whole time you're gone? Tiny's going to kill his dog. No wonder it's barking. You called it stupid. Oh great! What's up? We're recording, buddy. <laughs> my for those. I, my son's uh, eating a sucker. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Probably Valentine's sucker. I came home Friday. Yeah. And it was like, because the kids had their, the, Libby and Ollie had like Valentine's party or whatever mm-hmm. at their school. And I came home and it was literally just candy wrappers all over <laughs> the living room. Libby and Ollie were bouncing off the walls. Is there not like a wastebasket? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, <laughs> you expect my kids. to use it. And so the first thing I was like, all right, we got to pick all this up for mom gets home because she's going to go nuts if y'all got all this everywhere. Yeah. And so they got it all cleaned up real quick. They had plenty of energy because they were just on a sugar high. <laughs> yeah. We didn't eat dinner till like eight o'clock that night because they were so full. All right. I think I can help you out. Yeah. You need one of those garbage cans that you just wave your hand <laughs> in front of 
and it automatically opens. No. Because my kids think that's so cool. Yeah. And they throw everything away because they cannot wait to get over there and use it. and use the force to no. open up the trash can. Lid. No, I will just force my kid to pick up their trash. <laughs> yeah. If I see trash laying around, I'm like, oh, this is this. And everybody go, not mine. I'm like, well, all four of y'all have to grab a corner <laughs> and throw it in the trash together then. Yeah. That's how we do it at my house. Okay, so anyways, back to gay vaccines. What are, are we moving on? I guess, I guess unless you got something else to nope, say. No, that's about it. it. That's it. Yeah, I just want to go on record. I don't, I don't think the vaccine makes you gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go on record and say I don't think the vaccine puts a 5G mark of the beast chip in you. Oh no, no, that is 100 percent true. <laughs> yeah. That's 100 percent true. What else can we blame on the vaccine <laughs> that we don't like? Everything's got blamed <laughs> like, on it, you know. If you take the vaccine, it makes you a bad tipper. Yeah. So maybe should, so. You shouldn't get it for that reason. Speaking of which, Thomas and all his friends went out on Friday night. Mm-hmm. You know, he's at the age now where he could start doing stuff with his friends. Right. So they were going to eat at Baumhauer's, and I was like texting him, and I was like, make sure you tip the waiter or waitress 20%. I was like, because y'all are a bunch of teenage boys, y'all are going to be heck to wait on anyways, and I'm sure nobody else will think to tip. <laughs> and I was like, and if nobody else leaves a tip, I've given you enough money, just leave a 20 on the table. You oh, know? dang. And uh, so he said that he told everybody else to tip. So <laughs> I was like, good, good, because having, having been in that person's shoes before, you guys are no fun to wait on. <laughs> He's like, oh, my buddy Peter left his phone number for her. And I was like, Uh-oh. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sure. I'm sure she could not wait to get home and call, yeah, call that number. I'm sure that college kid can't get wait to get home and call a 16 year old pimple faced boy. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have better luck leaving that with your teacher. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, for real. Actually, Look, there's a problem with female teachers. Can we address it? I feel like we're not addressing it like it needs to be addressed. I mean, in in society, yeah. not necessarily you and I. Right. Uh, but I, I, there's an article a week, at least, mm-hmm. that I see of a female teacher doing untoward well, things. Well, there's so many that you really have to you have to set up like a Google alert yeah. if you want to see them all because uh, there's yeah. been so many p- people don't really pay much attention to it anymore. Look, ladies, y'all, y'all got to get yourself under control out <laughs> yeah. here, all right? I think... <laughs> And then imagine if you're married to the teacher and you're like, wow, my wife is running around on me with like a 16 year old boy. Right. You know, uh-huh. I just put a bullet. La- ladies, a, y'all got to get it together out there. Okay. I watched a documentary about one lady. I don't remember her name, but uh, her dad, I mean, her, I say her dad, it was her husband. Like he tried to stand by her even after oh, she yeah? got called. Yeah. Oh, uh, that would never happen with me. <laughs> The kid's dad called her and was yeah. all like, hey, we're coming after you. You can expect to be hearing from the police. You're not going to talk to me again until you talk to my lawyer. Yeah. And she was like, well, here, talk to my husband. And her husband get on, get on got on there. And he was all like, uh, well, she made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to do it again. Oh, and we no. should just forgive people. No, Isn't that right. what Christianity is about? We should be forgiving. Well, I would still say, Deidre knows. Uh, if she ever cheats on me, we're done, you know, <laughs> and then don't expect to see me anymore. I'm, I'll be wandering the earth, as I've stated many times, uh, just living out of a tent. Yeah. Until I end up on Skid Row somewhere. Skid Row. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've talked about death many times on this podcast. Sure. And things you can maybe do to immortalize the dead. Yeah. Now you say that you want to be buried like just traditionally normally. All the chemicals. I'm a tra- people forget I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> right. I'm like a very modern traditionalist. Mm-hmm. Still got a yellow gold wedding band. 
which Tom Brady has, by the way, too. He's me and Tom Brady are basically the same person, but yeah, <laughs> right. Yes, uh, I'm on record as saying I want a Viking Viking funeral. funeral. Yes, I remember. Although this article here has me thinking, okay, <laughs> maybe changing my plans a little. A man has turned his dead uncle's skeleton into a guitar. Okay, all right. A man known as Prince Midnight has constructed a functioning guitar from the skeleton of his dead uncle. Got to go with a better name than Prince Midnight, though. <laughs> right. That's not a very uh, menace. I assume this guy's in a metal band. Yeah, well, Midnight is good. Yeah, you but know. Prince Midnight makes you... You got to be King Midnight, right? <laughs> Maybe he was just wanting to put a little flair on there. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe he's brilliant to wear the color purple. Anyway, it says that in Midnight's native Greece, cremation is frowned upon within the nation's Orthodox Christian Church. His uncle, Philippe, who died in a car accident 20 years ago, had requested that his skeleton be donated to a local college for educational purposes. He wants to, you know, be used as a, what am I trying to say, like a visual aid, a way to, to sure. teach future doctors and stuff. It's honorable. Yeah. Uh, but after the college no longer had any need of the skeleton and his family refused to have him cremated, Midnight filled out extensive paperwork to have Philippe's bones sent to his home in the U.S. rather than pay for cemetery space. <laughs> he then attached a guitar neck, pickups, volume knobs, a jack, strings, and electronics to the bones of Philippe's torso to make a fully functioning electric guitar. Okay. <laughs> Speaking to Metal Sucks about his creation. <laughs> Metal Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Midnight said... I got the box of bones from Greece and didn't know what to do at first. Bury them, cremate them, put them in the attic. All seemed like poor ways to memorialize someone who got me into heavy metal. Sure. That's always an uncle. <laughs> yeah. Leads you down the path to heavy metal. Start out with some D.O., you know, yeah. probably get on into Black Sabbath, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, so I decided to turn Uncle Philippe into a guitar, which proved to be challenging. I did a lot of research, and no one has ever made a guitar out of a skeleton before, so oh, I did it. Okay. Pioneer. <laughs> he needs to have a blog about this. Sure, yeah. How do you not document it? Uh, I started out with consulting. I started out consulting with two guys in Dean Guitars Wood Shop in Tampa, but they got cold feet. They decided, eh. Yeah, I don't know that I'd want to <laughs> take up that project either. Somebody <laughs> just shows up with talking a, about this. Yeah. We just, there was a lot of stuff said in the heat of the moment. <laughs> like, I didn't expect you to show up with a box of bones. Okay. Yes. I thought you were just spunning. Anyways, now Uncle Fleet can shred for all eternity. <laughs> That's how he would want it. I'm super proud of the project and how it serves to honor him, his life, and his influence on me. Okay. Prince Midnight's creation rivals that of Stig Peterson's bassist via vocalist of Danish rock band DAD. Okay. You ever heard of them? No. Dad? Yeah. Dad Rock. <laughs> it went viral in 2018 <laughs> for his latest bizarre instrument, which resembled a giant iPhone. Okay. I got to say the skeleton is better. Yeah, that's much more metal than an iPhone. <laughs> yes. And I don't see it on here, but I read in another article well, that I, uh, his... His mom found out what he was doing and oh. got super mad about it. Yeah, I would too. And then he uh, he said, well, what do you think, Uncle uh, Uncle Philippe? Would you think he would rather be a guitar or be buried in a box? Yeah. And she was like, oh, probably. Uh -huh. He probably would have wanted to be a guitar. <laughs> well, I'm assuming it's a hollow body guitar, right? Well, yeah, there's a picture of it right here. 
Uh, okay. That's All him right. picking on Uncle Philippe right there. All right. Okay. Probably a little stairway to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him, I guess. Yeah. Don't know that I would have chose to do that. Definitely not that style, you mm-hmm. know, like your hands inside the rib cage trying to pick. <laughs> I don't know that I like that. Maybe well, they should have gone the other way. Yeah. With like the pelvis at the top and yeah. the strings over top of the yeah, rib cage, right. maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I think you need the skull, like just for decoration. You need that yeah. right there at the top. Yeah, it should you be know, up at the headstock, of course. With like some red LEDs in the eyeballs. <laughs> Well, that's a very metal story. Yes. And I'm about to read a very Alabama story. Okay. Um, This is from AL.com. If you don't follow AL.com on Facebook, the comment section of AL.com will let you know exactly what it's like to live in Alabama. (laughs) Uh, So I suggest going and follow them. I always love it when my my cousin writes for AL.com. I got two friends also who write for AL.com, and I always love when they write an article just to see them get ripped to shreds. <laughs> Although Evan, he uh, he covers like UAB football and stuff, so mm-hmm. nobody cares about <laughs> like food. fifteen people. Yeah, right, <laughs> I read him though because he's my buddy, and I've gotten very interested in UAB athletics because of him. All right, so here's the headline. Teen reunited with pet rooster lost at Alabama Cracker Barrel after Civil War reenactment. (laughs) That is an extremely Alabama story. It is. Credit to me for posting this in the Facebook group, too, by the way. When a visiting rooster flew the coop, the people of Coleman stepped up to help reunite the owner with his feathered friend. Now, no surprise to anybody from Alabama that the city of Coleman would be hosting a Confederate re- or a Civil War reenactment <laughs> right. at all. This is easy now. <laughs> <laughs> right. It all started when 18-year-old Thomas Ramsey, a student at uh, Copaya Academy in Gallman, Mississippi, and founder of the Muddy Rabbit's Mess, a 32-member military reenactment group and the largest youth group nationally, uh, was returning from a Civil War reenactment in Spring Hill, Tennessee, and stopped for lunch at the Cracker Barrel in Coleman. As you do. Sure, everybody. I mean, stops. where you come on? You've been to yeah. a Civil War reenactment. Yeah. Where else are you going to stop? If you're for coming lunch? down 65 from Nashville to Birmingham, that Cracker Barrel is about the only thing in between the two <laughs> yeah. in Coleman. With him was his friend Jonas Patrick. As his buff Orpington rooster, Peep. Peep, not a very creative name for a bird of any type. I just want to go on the record with. Peep is a handsome fella in keeping with the standards of his heritage breed of chicken, heavy with a broad body and a low stance and having a bold, upright, graceful carriage. Oh, wow. He's been the cock of the walk ever since Ramsey found him on the roadside last summer when he was still a young chick. So this dude stole somebody's chicken. Let's just <laughs> be honest. Say, found him on the roadside? Yeah, I had a you girl don't find prize chickens on the roadside in Alabama. <laughs> I had a girl used to work for me who was always like, oh, I rescued this puppy. I, it was on the side of the road. And I'm like, that's just somebody's puppy who got loose <laughs> and you've stolen it. You know? <laughs> you made no attempt to find the owner. Well, they were, they were a bad owner. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's why he ran away. Uh, Ramsey himself has been participating in reenactment since he was 14. It's a way, he said, to really connect with history as they reenact wars from the late colonial time up to World War II. 
Most of the now hard to do a World War II reenactment. How, well, how do you do a World War One reenactment? Yeah. I mean, just get a trench. I was about to say that involves digging a trench. <laughs> yes, getting a gas mask. Uh, World War One was brutal. I don't know if you've done any. I have. Uh, it was just brutal. And and I know a lot of people will say that World War Two. I mean, World War Two was no slouch. No, yeah. But you got to understand, World War One. There yes. were so many advancements in war right. at that time. We were going from muskets uh-huh. to machine guns. Absolutely. From cavalry, like mounted on horseback, <laughs> yeah. to like tanks right. and planes and things like that. And I, I really feel like a lot of uh, the generals of the time, they just. They weren't ready. They weren't ready. They no. had no idea the destruction that they were yeah. going to unleash on people. Well, the Battle of Verdun, yeah. you know, uh, I think it was Britain lost like 75,000 people that's in that crazy. battle. That's crazy. That's unheard of. And they would lose all those people, and they would do that to gain, what, 100 yards <laughs> of ground? Exactly, yeah. And yeah. then they would come back, and they would lose 100 yards yeah. of ground. And it was these long, drawn-out battles, and nothing was being accomplished no. other than people were dropping dead like flies. Absolutely. And if they didn't die from a mortar shell or a bullet, they would die, or they would you know, get <laughs> shell shot yeah. was a thing. Dysentery. Starving dysentery. Yeah. I mean, it's like living in Mordor. Well... Um, this has been hardcore history with Tiny and John. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, anyways, I was just gonna say it's hard to do a World War II reenactment in the continental United States since really none of it took place here, but whatever. Civil <laughs> right. uh, so, War reenactments, you basically just uh, put on a fancy uniform and line up. Yeah, and, and shoot, shoot, a musket shoot some black powder right? rifles yeah. at each other. Yeah. yeah. He said it's all part of history that needs to be represented. And we represent it as accurately as we can, he said. He's been around the country from Pennsylvania to West Texas, participating in 16 to 20 reenactments each year. Oh, when he's been a part of organizing events, the research kicks up to six to seven hours a day over multiple months. For one event, he said, I had all my men spend a minimum of 10 months preparing with accents and everything. Okay, see, that's why I don't reenact Civil War reenactments, okay? <laughs> Nerds come in all forms <laughs> and fashions, and yes. this dude's a Civil War nerd, I guess. <laughs> but if you were to tell me, hey, John, I need you to do 10 hours of research and perfect your accent for this, I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll get right on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, And I'd show up talking exactly like I was talking right now. And I'm like, look, there's only like 20 of us. What are you going to do, kick me out? You know? <laughs> I'm uh, so glad I spent 10 months yeah. for preparing to shoot this musket yes. and then pretend like I got shot and fall. <laughs> Yeah, right. and lay there for two hours. <laughs> uh, the experience, he said, humanizes history. Uh, he said he's not focused on being on, on any particular side of history, but on representing the people in the times accurately. I don't like to think of it in terms of who was right. I like to think of it as individuals going to war for whatever reason. So when Pete entered into Ramsey's life, it didn't seem unheard of to take the young bird with him to battle. We were at the house getting ready for an event, an event, and we're sitting there playing with him, and we're like, let's take him with us, they said. Chickens love loud noises. Sure, right. Well, we've all had a battle chicken. You know, <laughs> We know what an important role they played in history. Yes. At his first event, uh, one of Ramsey's friends was carrying Pete in a bag by his side, but when the friend got hit, Pete hopped out and just strolled about. There's about 10 cannons just blazing in all the rifle fire, and he's not going crazy. He's pretty chill, uh, Ramsey said of Pete. Oh, and then Ramsey went on to say that that Pete is a real soldier, quote unquote. <laughs> right. 
said the Spring Hill event was the third peep has been a part of, and they were headed home when they stopped in Coleman. The young men took the rooster out of the cab of the truck, attached him to his leash, and walked him around until their order was called. While they went in to eat, they tied the rooster's leash to the bed of the truck, as they had done several times before. But an hour later, Ramsey's friend went outside and came back with bad news. He said, he's gone, man. (laughs) At first, I thought he was joking with me. Uh, He messes with me like that, but it wasn't a joke. Peep had flown the coop. (laughs) (laughs) He says he went back in the Cracker Barrel, and it was very hard for me to say this with a straight face, even though I was panicking. (laughs) Do you have parking lot? uh, Do you have cameras in the parking lot? I think someone stole my chicken. (laughs) (laughs) At what what point the manager said, what century is this? (laughs) Exactly. You're dressed as a Civil War soldier. (laughs) What has happened? (laughs) He called the police and Coleman Animal Control Officer Harris responded to the call. Harris has been an animal control officer for about five months, and this was only the second call he had gotten regarding a chicken that was missing. I'd say it's very, very rare, says Harris. Now, he's only got five months to go on. <laughs> say they didn't, they did, uh, training did not prepare me for That's this. Right. <laughs> Uh, he said, Ramsey said he was impressed by Harris's dedication to finding Pete. He spent an hour and a half riding around looking for him. Um, he said, Harris even checked with a nearby farmer to see if he had picked up the roaming rooster and with the farmer's permission, checked the coop to see if Pete, uh, following the birds of a feather flock together adage had wandered there on his own. By this time, aunt Ramsey had posted a missing chicken photo and post on several common Facebook pages. Every five minutes, there was someone responding that they were looking for him. That's Alabama people like to help out. <laughs> yeah. That's how we are down here. Uh, let me scroll on down here to where they were reunited. Okay. Ramsey continued on to his home in Mississippi, hopeful that someone would find the feathered friend. 30 minutes away from his home, he received the news that Jeremy Cox had found Pete. How ironic that a guy named Cox <laughs> found a cop, you know? Wherever the rooster wandered to or whatever roads he may have crossed, he found his way back to the Cracker Barrel parking lot where Cox found him. His adventures continued from there. He changed hands like three times that day, said Ramsey, but it was John Watson, a local farmer who had been posting advice on finding and catching Pete who drove the rooster to Birmingham where the teen and the bird were reunited. So a happy ending for all. Uh So Watson went on to say, I believe in paying it forward. God has blessed my family so much throughout the years. I believe we should be kind to our fellow man. Yes, it was just a chicken, but it was his, and he clearly cared for it. Hmm. So happy ending for everybody. And not a more Alabama story will you ever hear ever (laughs) that a chicken was lost at a Cracker Barrel after a Civil War reenactment. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what would be really good on that chicken, Tiny? <laughs> what? Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. <laughs> and we want to thank them for we want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on CajunCurl.com. Now it's created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Paris, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, maybe Pete. I'm saying, <laughs> if it gets loose around me, maybe Pete. Beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. What about Pete's 
Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. These spice little... up a peeps. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice uh, on anything will change your life for the better. It'll spice up your Valentine's Day if you're thinking of. Well, by the time this comes out, Valentine's Day is over, so you may have blown it. But <laughs> if you didn't get your wife some Cajun Curl for Valentine's Day, I'd recommend ordering some now on CajunCurl.com. Where? You can order the spice, and you'll find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally in Tuscaloosa, Northport, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, the Piggly Wiggly in Northport on Lurling Wallace Boulevard, and Mark Smart in downtown Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, what do you say we do some questions? Okay, I'm good with that. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. This week we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of discourse going on. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to weed through <laughs> to just... Are we going to have to keep people from chatting in there? Is it making it too difficult? <laughs> no, it's going to be fine. Questions only, people. <laughs> Goose asks... So when is the video recordings of these podcasts coming out? Oh, I don't know. We actually don't have video as yeah, of this moment. At this moment. But- Tiny, Tiny record. People don't know. Tiny records completely nude. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to have to work around that. But he, I think he feels it gives you more creative freedom. I think there's a Zoom filter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would fix that. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to do... And of course, I will never do it. So let me just speak for Tiny. We don't know how to do video and make it work. So one of you guys are going to have to step up and explain all that to us and buy the equipment to do it with for us. I will say that uh, that is kind of on like my long term. That's sure. on my do to do list. Right. I do would I would like to see us move in that direction because there could potentially be an entire audience on Twitch. Oh, that yeah. would never listen to us, but might watch our streams or something. So, yeah, at some point we will move in that direction, especially now that we have a room that we're going to try to set up and make it into a studio. Yeah, because if we'd have tried this before, it would have been me and John sitting with uh, like angel costumes, <laughs> <laughs> like drawings five year olds made, like stuck church on banners yeah. and like right. BBS decorations. <laughs> The hot water heater up there. Oh, yeah. That's right. A window unit, air <laughs> yes. conditioner that doesn't work. Yes. Uh, cameras from the 80s. <laughs> That's sitting right. on tripods. All kind of audio equipment from the 80s. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But we do want to move in that direction at some point. Hey, I tell you what. Is that something you guys would be interested in? Maybe you can yeah. you know, let us know. Is that something y'all would like? Because I know that I listen to a lot of podcasts, and very rarely do I go and watch anything. But that's just me. Right. And I know there's a lot of people who do spend a lot of time on YouTube and, well, and I the do other f- platforms. I fear that we're not exciting enough <laughs> in video form for people, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If a, there's a demand, we'll make it work sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. 
At some point, maybe. Tiny's got to learn to record clothes, <laughs> though. I also need a uh, a computer that can uh, do all that. that cru- all that crushing right. data for what for we would like video. to find is someone who just wants to do all this for us. Yes, and for, for free. free. Yeah, <laughs> that's the important thing. Yeah, for free, you don't have to be good, but you yeah. have to be for free. You got to be for free, and then if we ever make it huge, we'll figure <laughs> out how much to pay you. Yes, yeah. So you're really just you're coming in on the chance that this all takes off, and Tiny and I go to the moon and become super popular. And then when it happens, uh, we will fire you and get a professional. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no job yeah. security. <laughs> none, none at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, Goose also asks, well, he starts with a quote, I can resist anything but temptation by Oscar (laughs) Wilde. Yeah, I know that one. Is that a good motto for John? That is my basic life motto, (laughs) yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny, yeah. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. That guy, 6017, asks, any advice on starting a new job? Oh, I wonder if this is a first job or just a new job. You know what, either or, either or. Well, number one, I would say be on time. Always. Mm -hmm. You should be early, number one, to anything you're going to do, whether a job or anything else. Don't make people wait on you. You're not that important, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, New job, I would say for the first month or so, just keep your head down. Don't make any waves and do what you're told. Only ask questions when you need to know what's going on. And be willing to to learn as much as you can about whatever it is you're doing. All mm-hmm. right. You ain't got to come in there making friends the first day or whatever with everybody. You just need to come in and be focused on your job. So the, whoever hired you will look and go, what was his name? That guy, 316. <laughs> yes. What was it? That guy, 6017. Okay. That guy, 69 <laughs> is doing a good job. Okay. And and you're like, hey, I'm glad I hired that guy. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I would just say, learn as much as you can so you can do as much as you can and be as valuable as you can to the company or person who has hired you. And then that will create its own sense of job security. And, you know, if I was looking at an employee and I was like, well, this person can do his job and somebody else's job, well, then I'm eliminating that somebody else's and I'm letting this guy do. I'm giving him twice the responsibility. I'm giving him twice the responsibility. No, <laughs> I give him a, I'll give him a raise, but I don't have to pay a whole other salary and benefits and all that too. Right. 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 So yeah, that's what you want to be is be the best you can be. Yeah. Also, it's not a bad idea to look busy. Well, you just be busy. Don't look busy. Tiny is a union worker. You don't want to pay attention to him. All right. His job is secure. He's going to get paid or they'll just go on strike like a bunch of babies who don't get what they want and refuse to work. And then throw rocks, by the way, and then throw rocks at anybody who shows up to try to make a living for their family while they're out of work. Yeah. You don't want to look busy. You want to be busy all the time. Find something to do. You know, moving on 360 Pete asks, John, are you going to hold to your proclamation that for every purchase from Spiller, you're uh-huh. going to donate $20 <laughs> already, to SDL Ministries? Already addressed this. <laughs> Maybe you should address it again for the people in the back. Okay. Uh, I will donate $20 for every item Tiny buys from Spiller Furniture. <laughs> yes. Now, I want to say that like a four-piece bedroom group, that's one item, okay? (laughs) If we have a sale price, that's Uh one item. Now, if he comes in and buys four separate non-sale items in his bedroom group, 
I will pay $20 per item uh, to SD Allen. Yes. And I would also like to state for everybody listening that uh, my email address is in the show notes. Uh If you want to buy something, get with (laughs) me and have me buy it for you so that John donates $20. We can work that That out. That violates the (laughs) spirit of... That violates the spirit of what I said, and I won't donate anything if y'all do that, okay? I'll let kids sleep on the floor for the rest of my life. And you know what? I'll climb in my big comfy bed, and I'll go to sleep just fine every night about it. Oh, mercy. Uh, Jacqueline asks, what color should I paint my fingernails? Uh, Red. Always red. Always red. Yeah. Drew from Cellcast asks, are hot dogs tacos? No, hot dogs are not tacos. No, they're sandwiches. Yeah, they don't. A tortilla has to be involved to become a taco. Now that is called the taco dog. Yes, I invented that. Okay, and with some hot sauce, it's really good. <laughs> okay, I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, Timo Singh asks, if you could go back in time and meet anyone, who would it be, and what would you say to them? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I could go back in time and meet anyone. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, probably Derek Thomas, and I would tell him not to drive at a high rate of speed. Okay. okay. Yeah, there we go. All right. For those that don't know, Derek Thomas is the greatest linebacker in the history. A lot of people like to talk about Lawrence Taylor, but the only reason they talk about Lawrence Taylor is because Derek Thomas died in a car wreck. But Derek Thomas is former Alabama player, too, mm-hmm. and was an amazing football player. That's the one that top popped in my head. A lot of people be like, I go talk to Jesus. I go talk to George Washington. I'm like, no, Derek Thomas. <laughs> yeah, I like Derek Thomas, though. What about you? Who would you go? I would probably go back in time and tell myself to invest in Microsoft. Okay. And maybe – uh. Home Depot. Yeah. Apple. <laughs> Back in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. Now, notice the difference, listeners. Tiny thinks <laughs> selfishly of himself. I go back to save a man's life. Okay. And I'm the one who's donating money. Okay. So there we go. Credit to John. Credit to me for being an amazing person. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't. You don't understand the t- the space time continuum the way I do. <laughs> I I'm trying to keep from the universe from imploding in on it. So okay, I think it's going to become extremely rich. Okay, Biff. <laughs> Look, we know from Back to the Future Part Two that you can change that one thing. Right? That's right. <laughs> Go back in time and give myself a sports on the back. That's right. That's all you need. <laughs> all right. Um. Goose asks, could a nuclear blast cook a pizza? Sure. I mean, it depends on how close it is to the epicenter of the blast, I would assume. Because if it's really close, it'll (laughs) dissolve it completely, I would imagine. It's actually the best way to cook a pizza. (laughs) And that what happens when you microwave it, I guess? (laughs) On a very small scale? It's it's just like that. (laughs) Exactly. That's how much I understand science. (laughs) Great name for like a pizza place, by the way. Nuclear pizza. Oh, yeah. Don't trademark. That's still my idea. That's a good name. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nathan asks, if if someone who's homosexual and is in a homosexual relationship, but then they change their gender, would that make them a straight couple? Hmm. That's a good question. Isn't that actually the exact situation that that one actress was in? Because she was a lesbian. But then she came out as transgender and said she was a man. So does that, oh, yeah? does that make them straight? I don't know. I don't I don't know. 
Uh, one of the few things John doesn't know. Well, I would say if I was going to lean one way or the other, I would say that they are just whatever they are. You <laughs> <Right>. know, <laughs> and we spend a lot of time trying to put definitions on things that are unnecessary in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. I would say on its surface, it would seem they were a straight couple because it would be a man and a woman. But I don't know. I'm not all up on how people identify right. and how all that works. Yeah. You know, maybe that's something I need to look into more because I am such an amazing person who loves everyone. <laughs> but as of this day and uh, time right now, as we record this, I don't understand how all that works. Mm-hmm. It's like, I understand that as much as I understand how a microwave cooks a pizza. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. That'll be it. Okay. That, that's all the questions. That's some good questions this week. Yeah, those are some, some real brain bitters yeah, right. there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and if you understand how all that works. I mean, we had the hot dog question. Leave us question. a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, the hot dog question was the easiest one of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Nuclear pizza, man. Yeah. First day of work, always great. I'm great at giving work advice. Yeah. Because yeah. John's a boss. So. Yeah, I've been a boss <laughs> for a long time. He what he wants time. from his employees. All you really want, like. I would say this. It takes no effort to, it takes no extraordinary ability to hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. the one thing I try to teach my kid. If, if the least you can do is hustle, you'll be better than 90% of the people you work with. And all you got to be is better than that 90% to be successful in whatever field you want to be. Mm-hmm. Cause then that puts you in the top 10% of any field that you're in. You just got to hustle every day. All right. We have one voicemail this week. All right. John Long, you better leave Eli alone. You crossing the line, boy. Roll Tide. <laughs> All right, All good right. call. Did you say something disparaging about Eli? Is You've that, been warned. All right, number one, is that <laughs> Eli your son? No. Or is that Eli Manning? <laughs> if that is a... Well, if that's my Eli, then that's Eli like 10 years in the future. It's <laughs> not him now. <laughs> right. Also, Roll Tide. Okay, before we get too far in that Roll Tide, back yeah. to you, buddy. Uh, I don't... It probably I, is Eli... Manning? Yes. I don't remember saying anything bad about Man- Eli Manning, but I don't We've like... We've said plenty to say about his brother, yeah. though. Hey, uh, in general, I don't like the Mannings at all. The whole Manning family, I don't like them at all. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that. Uh, maybe that was Wilts. He's a big old Miss guy, yeah. right? He, but he he ended with Roll Tide. Oh yeah. So if, if he's a Bama fan, you think he would be with us yeah, on Peyton right. Manning? Yeah, well, Peyton number one, not funny. All right, let's see all that. <laughs> not a good person. People forget that he was like accused of like sexually assaulting the trainer, and he is at Tennessee, and he took human growth hormones. We all know he did. He had them shipped to his wife in his wife's name or whatever. Mm-hmm. He took steroids. That's why his forehead grew like eight. Inches over the course of his career. Okay. Peyton Manning, not a great guy. Just going on the record again. I don't like Peyton Manning. Eli, I don't know what I said about Eli. I don't know. I mean, Eli, he's the only quarterback who beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he's definitely beat him twice. I know that much. Uh, and was too good to play at Ole Miss. I'll say that. Chip probably came to Alabama. Of course, we were horrible then. Mm-hmm. So. Peyton's the reason I don't want nationwide, nationwide, <laughs> nationwide yeah. insurance. Yeah, but look, he made one funny skit on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> and he's been living off of that for forever. I don't get it. And Brad Paisley, he's bringing you down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Brad Paisley, you need to unhitch your wagon from Peyton Man. You're a really great guitar player. <laughs> yeah. 
So I apologize if there's any other Eli that I've talked about that I don't remember talking <laughs> Eli about. Eli Gold. That's who it oh, was. Oh, Eli. That's who it was. Yes. I know now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it all makes sense now. <laughs> I can't believe it took us that long to, <laughs> to remember. I said that in the uh, in the Patriots show, though, right? I don't remember. I think it was. Yeah. So okay, I used some choice wording about it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That was the that, that was the patronship. Yeah. So. All right, I don't like John Eli Gold. You need to quit doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> Everybody's treating Eli Gold better, a little bit better than he needs to be. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> I do not rescind any of that. I don't apologize for that. Uh, I don't. That's how I feel about Eli Gold. All right. John Forney, 100% better play-by-play guy than Eli Gold was. And if you don't remember who John Forney was, then you haven't been a Bama fan long enough to talk to me about Eli Gold. <laughs> All right. And then we also have a letter this week. Okay. All right. Uh, our letter comes from Samantha, and she says... I would like to say on behalf of my family that we are so embarrassed that Marjorie Taylor Greene discovered our space laser. (laughs) However, (laughs) the wildfires started by our laser were absolutely not intentional. As you can imagine, it is difficult to aim a space laser. Oh, I can't imagine. (laughs) I don't think it would be that difficult at all. (laughs) We were actually targeting a secret cabal of chicken lovers (laughs) we discovered in (laughs) California, and it just got out of hand. We talked about that in patron show as well. (laughs) LOL. It is always interesting when my last name shows up in the news. I really enjoy your podcast. Love, Samantha Rothschild, a long-lost cousin of those rich Rothschilds. (laughs) I would like to talk to you more about joining the Illuminati, Samantha. (laughs) Can you shoot me an email personally? Yeah. Uh, How many babies do you have to eat? Yeah, like what is the, what's the lower part of the threshold to get in? Yeah. Is it just one? Can I just do like a little toe, like a baby toe? Yeah. And get in still. Thank you for your email, Samantha. Yes. And like I say, I just just let me know what I got to do to get in. <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't know we had any Rothschilds listening, so I'm glad. I know, and we will be sure to be on our P's, minding our P's and Q's. Well, just let, we, need to, we could be a powerful force to help the family out, I feel like. Right. You know? Yeah. I'm willing to do a lot of stuff that's morally questionable, much more so than most people I go to church with, so you need to holler at me. We All we need is a platform. Yeah, and money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Millions and millions of dollars, but that's yeah. that's a drop in the bucket to y'all. I mean, come on, y'all giving us y'all giving me and Tiny like five million each is like me giving twenty dollars to my kid to go out and eat with his buddies. So and you then tip it. that same twenty dollars. So I gave him forty, so he'd have a little extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we're rich, Tiny. You'll know when your kid <laughs> starts going out. Yeah. All right. Well, I believe that'll about do it for the free show. But one thing we have to do before we come to an end here is we have to thank our patrons. Yeah. And I want to thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier by name. Thank you guys so much. And those people are Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., mm-hmm. Ms. Sharon Craig, the Dapper Man, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond. Is that it? <laughs> uh, so maybe that is. Thank you all so much for giving to the show and giving us a reason to 
<laughs> you know, talk about odd news. And sure. It's uh, such a fun thing, and you guys make it possible. Thank you so if, much. If we ever get video, it'll be due to these people. Yes, So if absolutely. you want us to have video, you need to join the Patreon. Absolutely. Because you know? we're not going to buy any equipment without out of our own pockets, okay? <laughs> so y'all going to have to join up. If you would like to get on that patron train, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but the $5 tier basically gets you the bonus content. It gets you an extended show every single week. Yeah. And once a month, it gets you an all-exclusive patrons-only episode. That's right. And hey, if you want your name read at the end of the show, then we got a tier for that, too. That's right. Speaking of extended shows, what we got coming up in the extended show? Well, mask. Masks are all the rage. I'm going to talk about masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're supposed to be wearing up to seven masks now at one time. So, Well, you know what? Why stop at seven? Yeah, let's just keep going. <laughs> yeah. If two masks, is, two masks are better than one, then ten's got to be better than two, right? You would think so. Yeah. Let's just mask it up. And I'm going to talk about a electricity problem that a Las Vegas casino had. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Nice. Uh, you got anything else before we end the show? Nope. Just appreciate everybody listening. Hope everybody has a wonderful week. Good luck on your new job, 369. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have been listening to Earth Audio Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. Everywhere. Castro. The people's player. <laughs> We're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, like Samantha did, mm-hmm. the email is earthoddity at planetmail.net. I like emails, by the way. Yeah. More people should email. Monica, I'm talking to you, girl. <laughs> If you would like to check out our show art, it's yeah. underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. That's right. And if you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. You've got a link to the Discord in the show notes. Mm-hmm. If for some reason that link doesn't work, <laughs> then you can put a message in our Facebook group. Facebook was trying to de-platform us. Yeah, we'll send you another uh, another link. And we also have a phone number. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Uh, Earth Oddity for the Friends Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.